Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now. No, no, no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan. Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay. We got Jay Moore. We got you for a three-hour ride here on this Tuesday morning. But open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Cap, you're all lubricated up, ready to go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's In the winter, my hands get incredibly dry. Yep. And so I have this hand cream at home called CeraVe. Buy it on Amazon. CeraVe. C E R A V E is it? Is it? Yeah, it's by Deshaun Watson. Yeah. (laughs) And I put some on this morning, but my hands are still dry. And a couple minutes ago, I said, Does anybody have any hand lotion? My hands are so dry. Roz, Roz Barrett, ABC7 Traffic, of course, Vice President, said, Yeah, here, take this. Jay Moore brings it in. And I hit it. It like got all over my hands. Uh huh. And that's nothing new. No. Go ahead. So I have my hand lotion on now. I'm good to go. So thank you to Roz. Feel much better. That's so ridiculous. I mean, it's only like 30 seconds before we go on the air, and you need lotion now. I just want my hands are so dry. <laughs> and I got another question for you. You have a question for me. I do. I, yeah. When the word came across that the Kansas City Royals had signed their star young player, Bobby Witt Jr., for $288.8 million, 11 years guaranteed, potentially 14 with option years, leaves the only, only the moribund Oakland A's and your favorite baseball team to never have spent $100 million at all on any player. They spent two eighty eight. They're the Royals. How'd you feel? Oh, you want to do this now? You want to do this now? How, you want to do this now? You look at the new teeth. We got some seats on okay. the blue bus over there. Okay, well, I won't be on that blue bus. <laughs> believe me. From the south side, it's easy for me to go to Amfan Field in Milwaukee than to go to Wrigley Field, as I always tell you. Let me let me tell you something. You know, sometimes you have a story that comes across your phone, or you watch Sports Center. And you can't believe it. You think that you're being ball sacked when you see stories like that came across. Like, there's no way that the Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Royals that White Sox fans laugh at, the Kansas City Royals that's supposed to be the gum underneath our shoe. (laughs) There's no way that the Kansas City Royals actually made this deal. Let me take a look and see if this is real. Research, research, research. And you see the piece from Jeff Passan and Jesse Rogers that Bobby Wood Jr. agrees to an 11-year, $288.8 million deal with the Royals. Let me just tell you something, Cap. Sometimes you see a story, and then you find out if it's real, and then you laugh. I laughed when I saw that. You know what I was laughing at? I laughed so I wouldn't cry. 
That's why I was laughing yesterday when that story came across. As a lifelong White Sox fan, as you know, that courses through my veins, the White Sox, the most important team to me in Chicago. For the White Sox to come in and have Andrew Benintendi, look at the big splash for the White Sox getting Benintendi, five years, $75 million, as if we're some minor league ball club. And you get the Kansas City Royals. Hey, the manager's from the Kansas City Royals. And all of a sudden, you know, Chris Getz is a former Royal. And all of a sudden, it's almost like the Royals are on the south side. Oh, they got the Royals. Well, guess what? The Royals did something the White Sox have never done. This kid's 23 years of age. And if you don't know who Bobby Witt is, he's a second-generation star that's on the come. His dad was a terrific player, and Bobby Witt Jr. now is paid. And he's part of the future for that Kansas City Royals team. It tests your mettle as a White Sox fan every single time. You try to defend the players. You try to be optimistic. But it's hard to be optimistic when a team that you laugh at gives a player $288.8 million and an 11-year deal. Where's that deal for the White Sox? The White Sox players have has deserved a deal like that through the years. But no, can't do that. Can you imagine a threshold? No, we're never going to give a player over $100 million. Think about that. In today's baseball, 2024, when you run your franchise like it's 1973, you get what you deserve. Damn. $288 million for a team that's like, oh, Kauffman Stadium, half empty. No one goes to the games. What a terrible ball club. They have a brighter future now with this deal, with this singular deal, than the White Sox do. You decide you want to break the bank on Andrew Benintendi, and you feel like you're breaking the bank? That is just, I mean, it's a mere pittance compared to what other teams pay players. You know, Jerry, who's probably walking around Scottsdale, you see what that is? You see what that is? Benintendi, 75 million. I've had that. Yeah, what about it? Because there's been plenty of teams that have paid through the nose for great talent. Mike Trout, 10 years, 360. Altuve, 5 years, 151. Austin Riley for the Braves, 10 years, 212. <laughs> Brewers with Yelich, 7 years, 188 million. These are the big-time numbers. And by the way, I know the White Sox will never get here, but Shohei Otani this offseason, 10 years, $700 million. I mean, the Sox came even come even close to like a Buster Posey deal, $159 million over eight years back in 2013. They can't even come close to that cap. But here's the thing. There's no need to laugh at the Royals now because of what they did. They, they invested in their future. What have the White Sox done? And just cut back the payroll. Just, just cut it back. Would you like a soup? That's all, you, that's all you're doing. I could not own a franchise and be laughed at. I couldn't do it, Cap. I could not do it. I could not own a franchise and be like, my God, there's nobody in the ballpark. My God, what's happening over there? I couldn't be laughed at. Here in the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. I could never do that. Could you imagine that, Cap? The Kansas City Royals, we laugh at them. There's nothing to be laughed at now. Look at them. They are investing in their future. What are the White Sox doing? I love Luis Robert, like the next White Sox fan. But what else you got? What else you got? it's, It's hard to be a White Sox fan. It's very difficult. On this side of the table, it's very difficult to a point where it tests my fandom. It does. It really does. It's, it's the team that matters the most to me. I was going to say, for people out there that maybe are newer to the show, that guy is a diehard White Sox fan. Like, loves the Bears, loves the Bulls, loves college basketball, loves his Georgia Bulls. 
the Chicago White Sox course through his veins because his late father, Bob Hood, and John would watch the games together. That's your team. Think about it. The Royals just soared by. They did. Wow. They did. I laughed when I saw I told you. I, I said, there's no way this is right. And it was right. So now, the, here come the Royals. I'm not saying World Series this year. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there is a commitment to winning. It's something I've said in my career many, many times. For 30 years, I've been saying, as a fan, I want a commitment to winning. That's all I can ask for. A commitment to winning. And the, look at Ben and million. That's all you got? Seriously. You think about small market baseball, right? Kansas City would be in the same category as the A's or some of these other small market teams. They didn't operate like a small market. They did not. With that deal, that's not small market to me. So now we have to languish with the, with the A's? Never paying, for, never paying over $100 million for a South. I just, um, I tell you, Cap, life is too short. It is. Life's too short. And it is difficult for me to go every summer hoping and wishing that my favorite team is going to make some noise. You know me, I'm pretty reasonable as a sports fan. And the reasonable is, yay, just get in the mix. Get in the dance and then see what happens. Just get in the mix. Sox are, are so far away from the mix, it's not even funny. Not even in the mix. And so I'm just, um, I'm pretty disappointed in that and those lack of moves for the White Sox and the idea that, well, you know, hey, Chris Getz, don't worry about it. Don't add on. Just put out about all. Just go to the transactions and just throw crap against the wall. Young players, people that we've never heard of before. Just cobble together a roster and see what we can do in 2024. Just cobble together a roster. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I love you. No, but Cap, that's what it is, though. You see the transactions? Tell me the big splash that they've made. Give it to me. Picked up a minor leaguer from the Mariners the other day. Damn. <laughs> it's brutal. That's brutal. To the point where, Kev, I'm just telling you, life's too short, man. I'll move on. I will move on. As much as I love this team, I don't want them to keep hurting me or just standing still while others pass them up. Kansas City is a rumor. The Royals are a rumor, even in their own city, because of the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm sure that on Kansas City Sports Radio, I'm sure that they're, give, they're etching out some time for this move. Did you see what the Royals did? Yeah. I'm sure that the Royals fans that are out there, they're probably saying, hey, look what we did. We finally were able to surpass some of these other teams that don't spend over $100 million in salary. I'm looking at some of these other teams. I might visit some other teams this summer. You're getting a new stadium. Yeah. Who's going to be sitting in it? The AAA club. <laughs> Just, seriously. And Luis Robert. Right. And again, nothing against the veterans I've been rooting for. Not, not, I'm not saying Moncada. That's not, a, that's not a splash. Luis Robert is the entire franchise. And Cease. When he's traded. By the time we get to spring training. He'll be gone too. That's it though. It, it's, um, it's hard to be a fan. And, I, and I've had a, plenty of low points as you well know. You know the ebb and flow of the White Sox over the years. Uh, especially under the Reinsdorf-Einhorn regime when they first started. There's been ups and downs, but this is a low point when the Royals pass you up on the road. Can I get a ride? Yeah, I got a flat tire. Yeah, you got four flat tires. That's what they have, Cap. Wow. I, mean, I, just, I just like, you know, it, it's, it's so disheartening. 
because you are in Chicago too. <laughs> you ain't the Tinley Park White Sox, right? You're not the Peoria White Sox. You're the Chicago Chicago White Sox. Careful. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I like this gig. You're the Chicago White Sox, Cap. You don't do you don't make yourself less than because the Cubs are on the other side of town. You don't make yourself less than. Eh, you know what? Just start over. Don't worry about it. You have to care. Come on, man. You're 87 years old. What what's Jerry? 86, 87? You gotta care. Time's ticking. Plus, it's not like you can take the money with you. I've heard that my whole life. Is it, I mean, and by the way, no one's telling you to be Cohen from the Mets and just go all, spend all spend all the money that's in your pockets. But but you have to put a team together that is a team that can contend. You just don't stand still. Don't worry about it, Gets. Don't worry about it. You're a friend. Bring him up from a, a mediocre minor league system. Bring him up. Let him be the GM. Because I don't want to learn new people. He's Larry David. Doesn't want to learn new people. Great. <laughs> Here, good example. Cap's been really pragmatic lately. Don't go spend $250 million just to sign Cody Bellinger because that's what he wants. That's fair. Right? He's been pragmatic about it. Cap, if the biggest contract in Cubs history were $75 million, you would explode. And at least with the biggest contract in Cubs history is Hayward, at least he got a speech, a gold glove, and a World Series championship out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look back at it, oh my God, an eight year deal and $184 million. Yeah, just, but at least he's part of a World Series championship team. What's Benintendi part of? Not a lot. Ineptitude. Nothing. That's what he's part of. Sucks. It sucks. Kansas City, Cap. If this was like the Braves, like, hmm, not a surprise, right? Must be nice. Yeah, king of the southeast. I get that. Understand. I totally understand that. Even if it's an up-and-coming Baltimore team. Padres spent a lot of money. Mets spent a lot of money. Yankees over the years spent a lot of money. Dodgers. White Sox? Nope. Two stat of the day. Brought to you by ESPN 1000. Two franchises in the history of Major League Baseball have never spent $100 million on a player. There were three till yesterday. The Royals are off the list. Oakland A's, now the Vegas A's, getting a new stadium, and there's going to be big money and big demand there, and the White Sox. And at least, you know, even the Pirates invested in their future with Brian Reynolds, $100 million. Even the Pirates have spent more money than the White Sox. Correct. And, and by the way, it's not me looking through and checking the stats every time. All right, where's the payroll? Where's the payroll? Where's the... It's not me doing that every day. What I'm saying is, is that you can't let the Royals pass you up by, and, by them investing in your future, and your future is bleak, dire, dark. You can't do that. It just, you know. I, I, I might consider being a baseball free agent this summer. Really? First time ever. Seriously. This is not me being emotional. This is me being, just being real. And looking at the situation over there. I've tried to hold up this franchise. I've given them criticism and praise when they deserved it. But this is a breaking point. The Royals? Then you've, and you've got this transition manager over there in Grafal. Because nose up the ass of the White Sox saying that everything's fine. No. Everything's not fine. It's not. <laughs> I love your passion. What's, what, what cap is true, though. Every, every press conference, everything's fine. He's like, oh, everything's fine. No, it's, everything's not fine. This transitional manager they got over there. And a royal, by the way, because that makes sense. 312, 332. I, I know some people. 
What if I could get a like a bike lane for cars from the south side all the way up to Wrigleyville, where you just have a special lane you can come right up there? No. I'm just you know, I'm just so so sick of this. I, I, it makes me want wonder if I should be a free agent fan this summer. It's still in your veins. Yep, but it but it hurts though. That hurts. That you still can't get out of neutral as a franchise. You're in Chicago. There's a Chicago sports team too. Are they not? They are. Okay, so well, then why treat it like you're in the minor leagues? Are you the Chicago Dogs or are you Chicago White Sox? 312-332-ESPN-332-3776. And Sox, don't get any ideas. Don't sign Zambrano like the Dogs did a couple of summers ago. Are you sick of the White Sox as me? Are you considering changing fandoms? Still to come, some thoughts from Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter as he weighs in on the number one pick for the Chicago Bears. We'll get to all that here on this Tuesday morning. Cap and Jay Hood on the proud home of the Chicago White Sox, ESPN 1000. Jay Hood are back. I appreciate your show. I'm an Uber driver, and from 7 to 10 every day, I've got you locked in. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We hope that you're going to have a great Tuesday morning. We will hear from Adam Schefter from ESPN, his thoughts about the Bears and what they will do with the number one pick. He made it official yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. We'll get to that. But, but, Cap, since you led us down this Penrose path, or whatever the phrase is, the idea that the White Sox have never spent more on one player, uh, not even in a stratosphere of $100 million, it's Andrew Benintendi with five years, $75 million. I mean, there's teams like the Guardians and the Giants and the Marlins, even the Marlins with the Stanton deal, 13 years, 325 back in 2014. The Sox have never been around that. All I'm saying is, is that you pay for quality. And Andrew Benintendi is no shade at him, but just the idea that the Sox, as long as Reinsdorf has been presiding and owning this team, has never been in that. Not even close to 100 million says a lot. And just the, it's a breaking point when you see what the Royals have done. Bobby Witt Jr., I love that young player. I, uh, that's the reason why you and I love baseball so much is because it's not just our teams. The growth of the sport. Young players, and we see an influx of second-generation ball players that we grew up watching, and now their sons are playing, and those guys are good too, even better than maybe than their own band. That, hey, I mean, it's great. You see how many young kids who are the offspring of great players. Mm-hmm. The number one prospect in all of baseball in the minors is an Oriole, Jackson Holiday. His dad Matt was a pretty damn good player. Yes, he was with the Cardinals and the Rockies. Bobby Witt Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., um, who's the third baseman? Uh, Bichette. Yeah. Bo Bichette, Bichette, Dante's kid. Great. How come our teams don't draft any of these guys? Like, I would make me the scouting director. Hey, oh, we got so-and-so's kid in there? Take him. Yeah. Got we, great genes. Take a flyer because, again, great genes, great player. Again, they may not replicate exactly what their fathers were, but, I mean, give it a shot. At the very least. There's a quarterback. Now, his dad's got some issues now, but there's a quarterback in the NFL whose dad was a pro athlete. He grew up in locker rooms. He talked about how it helped him become what he is, Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah. And then there's the White Sox. I, I you know, it, it's... I'm going to get you a Benintendi jersey for the season. Yeah, good. I could burn it and throw it away. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, it just, it's, it's so frustrating, Cap. It's so frustrating because... Because you're a diehard. That's what's well, frustrating. Well, the other thing is, is that we're a fan base that's just looking for respect. Whether it's in the streets or at the ballpark. We're looking for respect. We're always fighting uphill. We're always trying to push a snowball uphill, trying to get respect. Whether it's from the media, whether it's from the, from the ownership, front office. We're just looking for respect. We love taking our family to the ballpark to guarantee rate to be able to enjoy a good ball game. But we want to see a winning team. Okay? I would say the people in the front office that's listening to the show right now, I think they'd feel the same way. Like, yes, we enjoy working here, but boy, when the socks are good. Watch the ballpark fill up and watch the headlines and watch the attention the White Sox get. I think all of us that love the White Sox want to see that. This is not, not Kathy, any aspersions on the Cubs or anybody else. I'm just talking about me as a White Sox fan, as, as a lifelong Southsider, wanting to see my team to be able to at least get into the dance. And you let Kansas City pass you up with this deal yesterday? Where is the splash for the White Sox? Where is it? Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Bellinger's still out there to do what? Go make a run. Oh, I mean, Cubs uh, haven't gotten him signed. Oh no, no, no. He's got apparently. You know, it's, it's hard for you to make a deal and pick up the phone when you got handcuffs on as a general manager. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. To the phone lines we go. Munster, Indiana. Here's Al on ESPN one thousand. Al, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, I just want to, I, I agree totally with you, Hoodie. It, it, it's just a settle for mediocrity. I'm hard-pressed to even buy a 10-game a flex package with, with the White Sox now. You got ownership that settles for mediocrity all across the board, With even even on the other side of town with the Bulls. You pay $215 million to a mediocre player who's injury-prone, but you can't, you can't invest in your south side team. Uh, let me get your thoughts on this. Shout-out to J&G. All right, man. We appreciate the telephone call. No, I actually settled for mediocrity at this point. Mediocrity actually looks great. It looks like a, a big steak dinner to me, mediocrity. I'll, I'd take that for the White Sox. I'm not even at that point with this team. At this, I mean, look at the ball club. They're not Mediocre would be a ball club that can win 81 games, 82 games. I'd take that, Cap. I can't even get that with this team. What's the win total? What are they saying? 63 and a half in Vegas right now. Not the A's, right? The White Sox. The White Sox. 63 and a half. The A's are 59 and a half, just you know. But yes, you're in that uh, rare territory. Now, maybe if you develop, like, take a, I know of a former player. He's retired. He's got a kid named Fernando Tati. Oh, wait a minute. You had him. Let me ask you a question. Would you like for me to throw you the F out this window? I'd be glad to do that. It's good ratings if you like that. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'd throw you out the window if you like. 16 years old. Oh, we'll, give, we'll take James Shields. You want me to spend money, Jonathan? I just did. You know, you know, I can turn the page on Fernando Tatis. I have no problem. I've told you that. I they, can turn, at that point, they were trying to win. That's fine. I got to turn the page on that. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when you go into free agency, you should be in the room where people say, boy, look out for the White Sox. They are actually going to go for it here. When's the last time you heard that? Watch the White Sox in the, in the, and during the hot stove. Be careful now. Watch it. What, 95? Albert Bell? 
I don't think we should spend so much money. We as baseball owners should keep the, keep the salaries down. Here's Albert Bell, 5 for 55. That's the Jerry I want. That's what I want. That was top of the market. Absolutely. That's the, I want that guy with the sleight of hand saying, guys, let's just tamp down the, the salaries. Come on now. We, we, got, we got to care about the future of baseball. Here's Albert Bell, 5 for 55. That's what I want. Where was that, Jerry? Remember what he said? Okay, you guys want to play that way? I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> what about now? Tap out. Yeah, pretty much a tap out. That's right. And somewhere, somewhere, we get the formal general manager, I'm sure, sitting back with a nice cocktail and a nice cigar and Rick Hahn saying, told you so. Tune in. Yeah. Yep, you see what I was dealing with. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Eddie's on 294 on Cap and J. Hood. Eddie, good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. Hoodie, man. My uh, my family said, you know, season tickets. My grandfather's buddies, Billy Pierce, back in the day. They've had season tickets since the early 70s. Um, there is nothing about this franchise that, that I can even get behind. So if, if you're willing to, uh, to jump ship and, and find a new team, I'm willing to do it with you. Because there's just nothing that I want to be a part of with this. Deep, deep down, you guys are going to stay right where you're at because you're loyal Chicagoans. You just want I somebody to respect you back. Exactly. And and you know what you guys were mentioning, uh, sons of players. One guy I was just thinking about when you were saying that was you could have drafted him. His dad was the strength and conditioning coach, a Mount Carmel kid. Alec Thomas is playing outfield for the Diamondbacks, which is in the World Series. That's right. That's exactly right. I, you know, just, you know, Eddie. What I want for us as White Sox fans is just have some respect, some ROI on the emotional and financial investment we have put into the team. That's all. Looking for just a return on investment is to say, guys, we know that you're diehard fans. We know that you bring your families in. We know that you, your hard-earned money we're going to put into the franchise. You know, as far as tickets, so we're going to be able to do all we can to help the team win. And I just don't see that, and that's disappointing. Well, and, and two, um, what I think about sometimes is, like, there's an entire generation of White Sox fans that really have never seen any amount of winning baseball, and that's going to affect the team moving forward. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's completely true. Again, these are those pop-up championships that Sylvie talks about all the time. Uh, a championship here, a championship there. Oh, five is the greatest time of my life. To see the White Sox win the World Series because, again, it came out of nowhere. There was no ramp up to a World Series championship at that time, Cap. The 93 team, yeah. The 83 team, sure. Those uh, manual teams in 2000, no shot. You weren't beating Lou Pinella. Too smart. You weren't beating Pinella. But, but 93, with all the fanfare the White Sox got nationally with Bo Jackson, Ellis Burks, you know, great pitching. Oh, my God. But 2005 was great. And I keep I drive past that sign. I drive past Guaranteed Rate every day on the Ryan on my way back to South Shore. And I look at that sign, and now that sign of World Series champion starting to get weathered. I like a new sign at some point before I die. Sorry, Ed. Yep. 312 espn three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. On a, a brighter note, Adam Schefter, he weighed in on the number one pick in the draft. Guess who that's going to be? Uh-oh. We only talk about it every day. We talk about it next. Cap and J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J. Hood. 7 a.m. hours brought to you by the great people at the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. Bulls back in action tonight with just two days to go before the trade deadline. 
Bulls will play the 35 and 15 Timberwolves at the United Center. Tip-off schedule for 7 p.m. Bulls are five and a half point underdogs. NHL back from the All-Star break. The Hawks have another night off before they take on the Wild tomorrow night. Connor Bedard back at practice, still non-contact. No word on when he'll be allowed back in competitive hockey. Roger Goodell announced a tweak to the opening weekend of the NFL in 2024. The Philadelphia Eagles open the season Friday, September 6th. That's right, Friday football. One day after the Thursday night opening kickoff. That one from Sao Paulo, Brazil. The Eagles' opponent has not yet been announced. The Bears will play in London. New Commanders head coach Dan Quinn announced his introductory press conference that they have fired former offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, who is out of work after they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Jay Moore! Welcome back! Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure that you watch the show and all the shows on YouTube, youtube.com. Make sure that you hit that ESPN Chicago channel, hit that subscribe button, and the bell. That way you know when there's new content rolling on on YouTube, the ESPN Chicago channel. Adam Schefter on the Pat McAfee Show yesterday was talking about the Chicago Bears. Are the Bears going to be able to move on from Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback? Here's the issue. There, there are a few issues with this. Um, number one, are the Bears going to be willing to move on from taking Caleb Williams, which I believe seems to be the widespread consensus across the league? that Caleb Williams will be the number one pick. Okay, that's uh, pretty clear, Cap. If Schefter said it, it must be true. Look, Adam is as tapped in as anybody, and he's reporting the same thing that our guy Albert Breer, who'll be with us at 835 from Monday Morning Quarterback and SI.com. Everybody they're talking to, Brad Biggs at the Senior Bowl. So Mm -hmm. he talked to five current general managers. What do you think the Bears are going to do? All five said they're taking Caleb Williams. So we're going to find out. Ryan Poles is doing all his work. A year ago, February 1, was when Albert Breer was first to tweet, Ryan Poles is going to trade the pick. They're rolling with Justin Fields for another year. Mm -hmm. Now here we are on the 6th of February, and no word yet what they're going to do. No commitment to Justin. They're doing their homework. I have been consistent. I believe they're taking Caleb Williams. He's going to have his own guy in there. He put this coaching staff together not to fix Justin, to coach Caleb Williams. That's what I think is going to happen. Yes. Whoever it is, as I've said, and I think you're with me. Yep. If Sylvie's at quarterback, if you're at quarterback, or if it's Justin or Caleb, I'm rooting for the Bears. I root for that team. That's my favorite team. Yes, that is, uh, that is the case. And again, this is not trying to throw Justin Fields out the door. This is a decision that's going to be made by the Chicago Bears. Uh, and, and by the way, we believe that's going to be the decision by the Chicago Bears. The Bears still have to continue to do their homework on Caleb Williams to find out more about him. They know about the player. They want to know about the makeup. The only way that Caleb Williams is not drafted one is if the Bears see something. And rightfully so. Any good team is supposed to do all their due diligence, find out what's going on with the player, and then move on from there. So Mel Kuyper was on the on Get Up 
Mike Greenberg's show on ESPN. Mel Kuyper Jr. on why the Bears are going to move on from Fields, and they're going to take Williams with the number one pick. Caleb is a special quarterback, and I think when you look at back at 2022 when he had that phenomenal year, Greeny, this year he actually completed the higher percentage of the passes in a so-called down year from the Arizona game on. Everybody remembers the Notre Dame game, but at 68%, he doesn't throw interceptions. Over the last two years, guys, he's been responsible for rushing and passing 93 touchdowns and picks. You think about resetting the clock. Mike Tannenbaum talks a lot about that every time, right? If it's even, you take Caleb. Unless Justin Fields is significantly better in your mind right now where he is than rolling the dice on Caleb, people say it's an unknown on Caleb. Well, it's an unknown on Justin whether he can be a franchise quarterback. So I would trade Justin Fields, try to recoup that second-round pick. You lost with the Montez Sweat trade, which was a great trade. Montez Sweat's a heck of a player. And maybe get a, a fourth-round pick, two and a four, two and a three. Guys can talk about that. Bottom line is trading Justin Fields right now makes the most sense. Taking Caleb Williams has a chance to be, I'm not going to say generational, because I still said it with uh, Lawrence, and Lawrence hasn't gotten there yet. But he could be one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. That's what you're hoping for. That's why you take him number one overall. So, so what is the reasonable expectation next season with a rookie quarterback build as generational? You heard Mel Kuyper didn't want to use the term, but you know that's in the back of his mind. Anytime that you have someone that has played at that level at USC in college football, they're usually stamped with the generational tag. I think the clear expectation is that you're going to the playoffs next year. Absolutely. Why, why can this team not go to the playoffs next year? They're going to add a center, whether that is the kid from Oregon who is the number one rated center in the draft. I don't know if he's going to be there on the board when they're – he's not the, uh, like the ninth overall pick. He's just not. But he's a really good player. Or they're going to sign a, a veteran free agent who's a good football player. They're going to upgrade with another top receiver, I believe. They're going to sign another rush edge. And then they're going to have, we think, Caleb Williams at quarterback. Tell me why that team can't go to the playoffs. The reason why, usually in this spot, I would tell you, well, you never know who could be injured or anything like that. But I won't even, I won't even use that card. The card I will throw out is a, a card called learning curve. Learning curve. In that Caleb Williams might be all of that, but there's still a learning curve for any rookie quarterback. Yes, Everything I saw in college football tells me that he should be really ready for the next level. Does that mean you're one? Does that mean you're two, you're three? You always have to think about that because my side of the table can tell you all of the rookie quarterbacks that have started. It hasn't been necessarily like a C.J. Stroud every time. No. No. So what I'm saying is, is that the only thing that would hold the Bears back, it's not because I think the defense is getting better. They were good in some spots and need to improve in others. But offensively speaking, Cap, Caleb Williams in there does not necessarily mean automatic playoffs. Other weapons around Caleb Williams, making sure that you have that other wide receiver, making sure the offensive line is better, uh, making sure that you have enough weapons offensively for Caleb Williams can tell me the playoffs. That's the only thing. We might be all in on Caleb Williams, but he still has got to get on, the, on an NFL field. He's got to be in a Bears uniform. Agreed, but I think the expectation. Che, how did you frame that? What is the expectation? Reasonable expectation? Yeah, reasonable expectation. Reasonable expectation is that's a playoff football team. Look, that's, that's, my, that's my expectation every year is for the Bears to be in the playoffs. Every year. But I'm just saying that with a rookie no quarterback. No shot. Yes. Well, you picked them for seven wins this year. No. So did I. My expectation is that the Bears as a franchise should always be in the playoffs. Different. Fair? Your hope is that they're in the playoffs. Expectation the last two years, no shot. 
I expect the Chicago Bears, like all of our teams, to do what it takes to be able to get into the playoffs every year, and in the postseason every year. And I feel like Ryan Poles is building the roster. It's going to be better. We're going to take another step. I truly believe that if they're blessed with you know, reasonably good health. Yeah. But if they draft Caleb Williams and they draft Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze or whoever it is at nine, and they add to what I just said of the other positions, that should be a playoff team. Barring catastrophic injury, that team should be in the playoffs. I would love for the Bears to have that Texans magic from this season. be amazing. It would be great to see because now you're ahead of the curve. Even C.J. Stroud in his first year is ahead of the curve, ahead of many quarterbacks that have that opportunity from day one to start. I'd hope that that would be the way for Caleb Williams if he's drafted by the Bears and he starts day one. That's the hope. But again, Cap, that's the only thing that is the question mark. Is that, yes, in college, I enjoyed watching Caleb Williams play. People can cherry-pick losses. I can look at the entire body of work as a college football fan and tell you that guy is the best of the crop. Now, what does that mean in a Bears uniform? Are you just a dope with a B on the side of your head, on your helmet, or are you a difference maker? And who's going to help you get there? I'm talking about on the field. Coaches aside, who's going to help you get there? Who's going to help you succeed? You're used to having the ball in the air a lot. You okay with running the football some? Yes. I mean, I'm talking about from his, his standpoint. Caleb, is he all right understanding that, hey, man, you're not going to throw the ball football 55 times like you might have done in college? An adjustment for everybody, Cap. That's what I'm saying. Correct, but I'm ready to hand the reins to him if he's the guy, if he checks all of the background boxes, because anybody that watches football just puts the tape on and goes, wow, that dude's really talented. You cannot watch tape, tell me you know football, and watch him and go, that guy's not good. A lot of people and just watch the Notre Dame game. And he made plays in that <laughs> game where you shook your head and went, oh, man, One special. Game. It was in the Midwest, Cap, so you had to catch it. You did. It was on Channel 5, so you had to watch it. Saturday night, NBC. Look, <laughs> put that, even that game, he made plays yes, that he did. took your breath away. He's an amazingly talented player. Yes, it's going to be a process. It's a process. That team is going in the right direction, and it is a markedly better situation right now today than the freaking Commanders. Uh, Dimitri and Madison on ESPN 1000. Dimitri, good morning. Hey, good morning, Cap Jay Hood. How y'all doing? What's up, dog? Uh, nothing much, Cap, man. It's colder than an orphanage out here in Wisconsin, I'm telling you. <laughs> but uh, let, me get the, <laughs> let me get right to it. Uh, the Caleb Williams versus Justin conversation is really – like at this point starting to get old. I'm going to address this on two two points. I'm in three Bears group chats. I don't know why. Maybe I just like to torture myself. I don't know why. But the point but the point is everybody in there, as soon as Cliff Kingsbury was hired, was like, oh, the Bears have to trade the pick now. No, 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 we don't. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We don't have to trade it at all. Stop. Stop with this. And And, and, and then – also, let's just say we did trade that pick to to Washington. We are we Bryce Young went for two first rounders and DJ Moore. You are not getting Caleb for less than three first rounders and Terry and Terry McLaurin. Did you hear Yurko yesterday? Yeah. No. What did he say? He's you're not getting even close to that to go from two to one. Not even close. <laughs> Hey, I agree, and I agree with that. So it's like we, they would literally have to strip their team there. And, and also, if you gave us three first-round picks, 
you have nobody on your team that you could give away to get back a first-round pick with any other team. Nobody. So you are literally putting Williams in the exact same situation as Bryce Young. It's not going to happen. We're taking Caleb Williams. We wish Justin all the best. Seriously, I, I hope it works out for him. But it's over. All right, Dimitri, glad you checked in. Appreciate your telephone call. All right, coming up next, Snorling's scouting report. He's been breaking down some film for this How about draft. that? Okay, wait until we hear the scouting report from Shay Norling, our, our producer. We're going to hear from Shay and also uh, Shadow No Shot coming up at 8 o'clock. All part of the mix on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Real stats, unfiltered takes, and a deep dive. That's the new landscape of these sports. One player, one team, or one thing. This year, it's pathetic. It's an embarrassment. It's Snorling Scouting Report. What? Scouting Report. What? Cap and Jay Hood, <laughs> ESPN Chicago. How about that, Cap? I love Shea, it. Shea's paying for his own imaging now. How about that? Didn't know Cutler was so desperate. It's like when he's gonna gonna host. <laughs> they get the red lights yeah. and all that. Oh. <laughs> How about the morning show? Uh, Captain Hood will be on. <laughs> we got shot or no shot coming up at eight o'clock. But now it's time for, and I don't use this term, but it says it on my screen. I don't use the term snorling, but it says snorling's scouting report. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, man. It's the name, baby. That's Cap gave it to me, and I'm leaning into it. There you go. What are you going to do? Actually, I gave it to you, but nonetheless. And then Cap stole it, and he was ah! it on the air. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Pretty standard Kaplan. Snorling's got a report. Who is your eyes on first? So here's the first time we've done this. This is the deal. I, we've got, I think, 12 weeks till the draft. I'm going to once a week. Scout a player that we haven't talked about whose name is not Caleb Williams. Okay. I get a lot of, why do you guys only talk about Caleb Williams? What about the other quarterbacks? So I went back and I watched a bunch of Jaden Daniels games this weekend. I watched Texas A&M, Georgia State, Grambling, Bama, Ole Miss, Mizzou, and I got my takeaways. Okay. On Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner. Number one, can't deny the production. The stats all there. 50 touchdowns on the season, close to 5,000 total yards. He was the most productive player in college football. That's why he won the Heisman Trophy. Granted, I've always said this, a third of his touchdowns, 34% of them, came against Grambling, Georgia State, and Army. So just keep that in mind. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's not... Okay. You got, hey, you got to win those games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you it. lost those games, you're really in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I will say I want to start with the positives because I don't want to just dump on somebody. Oh my. He's incredibly fast. I mean, it's like somebody attached rocket boosters to his ankles. When he gets outside the numbers as a runner, good luck. He's huge. He's strong. He'll truck you. He'll get away from you. He's awesome as a runner. His athleticism's crazy. He kind of developed into being patient in the pocket, which I love to see. His first year at LSU, he was a tuck and run. If the first read wasn't there, bang, I'm out. See you later. And he would just take off. This year, he got a lot more patient, which was good. The escapability's all there. He feels the pocket really well. Play extension, A++. And he throws a really good deep ball, especially when they're between the 40s. Mm -hmm. Dragon Slayer! I would never draft him. 
because as a thrower in the pocket, in the structure of plays, which I think is the single most important thing in the NFL, and anybody who's watched Justin Fields could tell you the same, he's not great. They run a lot of concepts where the receivers go out 5, 10 yards and stop. They're trying to find spacing in zone defenses, confuse man coverages, make easy throws for Daniels. He gets to the top of his drop. He isn't throwing anybody open. He's waiting until a guy is already turned all the way around and look at him in the eye to release the football, which is bad in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Or on like crossers and dig routes and things like that, slants. You have to wait until the receiver is all the way through the route. I mean, they, they could cook a pizza at the end of their route by the time Jaden Daniels gets that ball out. It is horrible timing. And then when you get into the red zone, you get inside the 30, and you're doing more like over-the-top passes, fade routes, things like that, overthrows a ton of them. I just, as an NFL-quality passer, I don't see it. Especially when you're asking him to look at what's going on post-snap. Doesn't read safety coverage well. Threw into double coverages that were obviously double a ton against Bama. And I do weigh that more heavily because Saban runs NFL-style defenses. That's what you're going to see on Sundays. So, Jaden Daniels. Here we go! Quarterback, 6'4", 210 pounds. Big dude from Louisiana State University. Might be headed to the New England Patriots at pick number three. I would not enjoy that at all. So there's your intel on the former Arizona State Sun Devil and LSU Tiger, Jaden Daniels. All right, we'll have another scouting report next week. Until then, so long for now. No, actually, we still are on the air because we got a shot or no shot. Coming up in exactly two minutes. Right here on Cap'n J-Hood. Omaha!